You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. You can't run off like you usually do. What happened to you? You did, Doctor. Another episode of Who Made Who, Cinema Geekly's Doctor Who podcast. I'm Anthony Lewis. Aaron De La Rosa. And Ben Knight. Oh, that's right. We're in a hurry, ladies and gentlemen. No times for eimes. Yeah, except for me. I've, I've used half of a second extra by letting you know that I am Anthony Lewis. Uh, your pronouns. Damn it. Um, we're here to talk Series 9, Episode 6 of Doctor Who, The Woman Who Lived, the second part of uh, a season of two-parters. There's going to be a bunch of them, although this one was a little bit different. Uh, Aaron, you weren't around for last week's episode, so kind of quickly, what did you uh, what did you make of the episode? Uh, uh, ben was uh, not particularly high on it. Uh, this was the, the, of think? the first Maisie Williams episode? Uh, yes, yes, uh, with the, with the, uh, the Vikings and whatnot. Doctor oh. Who and the Unfortunate Dog Shit, I think it was called. <laughs> And really hated it, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it, it was good. Uh, it, I, I think that they wanted to introduce Maisie Williams in an interesting way, and, and the, the story could have just been a little better. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, 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 like, it, it was just the way they framed it. It, it was just the, the scenario they were in just didn't feel, I don't know. It, it, it felt like a really shitty way to go to introduce a character who I think is going to be obviously like a major part of the show to come at certain points. Like, you know, she keeps mm-hmm. reappearing here or there. Uh, so they're obviously setting her up for something of an extended, of an extended run of the show. I just, uh, it just kind of felt like they ham fisted her in there just to be like, okay, here's this new sync person. Have fun. Uh, for the state, uh, uh, for the sake of uh, statistical analysis, what would you have given last week's episode? I three. Okay. Uh, Ben, Gave it, mm-hmm. I believe, his lowest score of the season, a two and a half. Oh. Yep. I yeah. might even take that half away from it. That's no. <laughs> Just because I gave it a three, take away yeah. a half. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, we're talking about The Woman Who Lived, uh, the second part of the two-parter. I'll quickly uh, run through it, and then we'll give our thoughts on it. And, uh, Ben, are we are we going to do eBay, or are we officially switching over to uh, the Etsy game? Um, I've, I've, got a, the I've got a couple of little highlights from each, actually, for you. Oh, okay. I'm, I'll be narrowing them down during the course of this show. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just the preparation for the show, is, at least at my end, starts round about the time you press record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, here we go then. Uh, uh, while Claire is teaching one day, the doctor travels on his own to 1600s London, aka Victorian London, uh, where he encounters the immortal Ashilder, who has taken the name Me, actually. She didn't prefer the name Mishilder. She didn't even remember that name anymore or the time she really spent 
with the Vikings, where you see it has been a long ass time since then. Um, but other than me, she's also known as the Nightmare, and uh, is uh, essentially stealing. Even though she doesn't need to steal anything, she's accumulated quite a bit of wealth uh, over her lifetime thus far. But she does it for the adventure, essentially. Um, she's however, been fucking a lot too, apparently. Apparently, um, so over over her years. She's lost uh, many of her memories and has isolated herself in order to avoid the pain of losing loved ones. Probably a lesson she had had to have learned over and over again for quite some time. But eventually uh, it sort of emotionally enclosed her uh, to everybody else around her. She's, she's in a bubble. Uh, she begs the doctor to take her away from this world, but he refuses. Uh, he then discovers that she has a backup plan. She met an alien... Uh, and who uh, who is after uh, an amulet that will open a portal that will take them away uh, from Earth. Though it requires the death of another to activate. It requires a sacrifice of somebody else. Uh, the creature and a shielder team up to take the life of an outlaw. And the amulet begins draining the life from him while opening the portal. When the creature reveals that it was simply manipulating her to bring his own people to conquer Earth. Double Muffet, motherfucker. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the doctor knew this practically the whole time, right? Is, has he ever met an alien who just shows up like this that isn't trying to conquer Earth? If he figured out Davros and couldn't figure out this dude, he should retire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the doctor and his shoulder then use the other uh, immortalization ship. Uh, that he had given a shoulder back on her first day of immortality uh, to stop the death of the outlaw, saving him and closing the portal. Uh, and the doctor theorizes that he's probably not immortal. It probably took the, all of the chip's energy to close the portal and to bring him back to life. And he might live a little bit longer than usual, but he, he's like his colds last like a bit, a little bit less time than most people's. And yeah, if he stubs his toe, he only shouts "fuck" maybe twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, if if he gets his arm cut off, he just get ow. You know, like mm-hmm, it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can still be harmed, more than likely. At least the doctor thinks so. Uh, claiming that the doctor leaves too many behind, a shoulder tells him to look out for those who remain in the aftermath of his adventures. When Clara comes back, the doctor sees a picture of her uh, on her phone. Well, Clara has taken a picture uh, to show the doctor, and uh, the doctor sees a shoulder in the background of the image, uh, which has... Her st- which has her staring directly at uh, the camera in present-day London. Uh, so, Aaron, I'll start with you. What did you think of uh, The Woman Who Lived? Uh, it was better than the last one. Agreed. Yeah. That's that's about it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just... Uh... It, 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 again, it kind of felt like the alien was just kind of shoehorn, like shoehorned in. I mean, you know, I think yes. it might have been more effective if they would have just had the doctor kind of just like you know having like the the come to Jesus moment where there where you know he where he doctors her, like he fixes her, you know he he tells her what she needs to hear to bring her around. Like that again, it didn't feel like the alien conflict was was needed. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I it, it it felt like it was there to sort of because uh, she was in a a fairly dark place. I want to say like, I, I liked her, the house that she was in. I liked that she had essentially a library full of journals because she 
doesn't remember anything else. And sometimes she talks about how she goes in there and reads her memories. And it's like, uh, you know, living somebody else's life. Like she doesn't remember any of it. And there's only so much uh, in her memory that she can store. Uh, And obviously she's gone through uh, some relationship issues and things like that, where she is kind of hardened herself emotionally and uh yeah they they needed that thing to happen with the aliens so the doctor could kind of rebound her a little bit because she's clearly on the path to becoming a a villain like character or maybe you know yeah captain captain jack and all the torture folks that they could be felt you know looked at as villains to you know by some sure sure i mean uh i i don't know what what the I mean because Captain Jack well at least on his Doctor Who appearances never came off as particularly villainous to me but um, and he got a he got a couple name drops this episode too so that was that's always fun to hear yes that's right yeah that got that got a bit of a squee out of me to hear Captain Jack's name mentioned uh, after after so long a time but uh, <laughs> yeah it was um, uh, I I thought Maisie Williams was a lot better in this episode than she was in the previous episode and I think Ben even. Uh, would begrudge that she did uh, that even in the last episode she was she was fine although I think he was maybe expecting a little bit more um, I, I kind of like where it's going I mean obviously there was nothing resolved with her which leaves the door open for that character reappearing again at some point which now is it is it actually a shielder or it, was it just his accent and it's a shield uh according to the spelling it is a s h I L D R is the spell is the spelling of her name. So I'm guessing it's a shielder. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it was a, it was not a, it was not a thick Scottish accent that was clogging the, uh, <laughs> um, the, like he had a lot of trouble saying Meyer last week. Uh, he did, didn't he? Yeah. It was, it was very much like ma something along those lines. <laughs> I'm like the ma, huh? Okay. The, and then the I, Scots aren't good with vowels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, uh, Ben. I'm I'm curious to hear because after uh, an episode Ooh. last week where you were so thoroughly upset uh, with the with the storytelling and the plot, what did you think of the woman who lived? Well, you know, fucking brilliant. <laughs> Catherine Trajana, thank you for fucking saving series nine. Uh, the, 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 that's that's the writer of this episode. Yes, um, who is head and shoulders more competent than anyone who has written an episode so far this series. Um, this this was so much better. Suck it, it was, Toby. Suck it, Toby Woodhouse and Stephen Moffat. For fucking truths. Right. The the thing is. Um, other than the fact that, if, in case, if yeah, if you're if you're a Welsh nerd, incidentally, uh, Catherine Tregenna, uh, other than being a writer of loads of stuff, she is also from um, Welsh soap opera Publicum. <laughs> Just leave it, lads. Um, she used to play Kirsty McGurk or something along those lines, I think it was. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So this is this is a so much better episode. The the writing is better. The performance that if you give dialogue like. Um, this to Maisie Williams, to Rufus Hound, uh, and obviously to uh, Capaldi and Coleman, then you are going to get a better performance from them. The problem with, if you remember the last episode that I had with Maisie Williams, was that she was delivering a competent performance based on what she was given in terms of material. Mm-hmm. Um, this this was, it had a sort of literary feeling to it, which um, which suits 
Doctor Who in a in a big way. It had a um, it had some emotional resonance in it. It dealt with sort of slightly broader themes than sort of just the "Am I a good man?" thing. It pondered yeah. it pondered the nature of immortality and pointed out the limitations. Uh, you know, so her point uh, in this being that you know a sort of a human brain um, isn't designed for that longevity, and as a result, you know that's why she she keeps her journals that she keeps and. And so on, um, and you can see that there are sort of core elements still there within her that, um, whether she chooses to hide or whether some of it's been eroded over the years. So it tells you something about the Doctor as well that the Doctor is, um, you know, is it reminds you, I guess, that he is not human uh, because this is not the sort of effect it's had on him. Yes. Um, it, you know, it's. <sighs> Uh, it's a big thing. The reference to Captain Jack, of course, comes from the fact that uh, Catherine Tregana is a, a writer on Torchwood. Uh, that's that's more her thing than Doctor Who. So that's right, she did four episodes. A, yeah, that's right. I'd be astonished if she wasn't um, going to reference him somewhere in this episode. Uh, well, I, she I, did. She one of the episodes she writ, uh, or she writ one of the episodes <laughs> that she wrote for Torchwood was in fact called Captain Jack Harkness. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Oh, and she, she's clearly she's clearly a lover of Captain Jack, and who isn't? Well, of course, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, but yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there's a huge problem with as much as you know. I like the sort of historical references. There was a, I mean, what is Doctor Who without a Cromwell gag? Uh, and that was that was nice uh, for I think maybe any second or third use of the psychic paper this series as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you know, we we. We had the sort of poignant stuff about the plague and things in there as well with the kids and so on. All, all of this was great, and I agree entirely with what you say about the fact that the rather lazily named and designed Leandro, I mean, he's oh, basically... Yeah. Oh, he was a fucking Thundercat crossed with the guy from Burger King. It's um, like a Marvel holy villain. shit! We're going to call him Leandro, and he's going to look just like a lion. It's perfect. Yeah, and, let's, and in the, at least they did away with the glowing red eyes from the I first didn't. episode. My Do God. Dark. I mean, I didn't even make that cross contamination with like the fucking Burger King guy, sir. That was <laughs> that's brilliant. But, Thundercat and the guy from Burger King. Yeah, you know. But yeah, and he, he was fucking pointless. A completely pointless aspect. Some people are saying, well, yes, but I think you know they're trying to. And all oh, right, I tell you what, if this is right, I'll I'll cut them some slack. But they're suggesting that the Maya um, and the uh, space kitties. I don't know what the fuck they are. Um, <laughs> These guys, uh, Mom, you know, Ron, Lionel. That, that's the one. Lionel <laughs> uh, and Schnarf, Schnarf. Um, but the the idea is that they're bringing, uh, you know, introducing new alien species because you know how likely is it that you just keep bumping into the same three? All right, okay, fine. Um, although we are about to embark upon quite a bit of that for the next two episodes. But the yeah, right. the idea that instead of having sort of alien-driven storylines, rather than you know, Doctor and Clara-driven storylines is a kind of, you know, thing that they're trying to put aside for a while. Mm. I could buy that, and if that means that we're going to see a return to the Myra, if we're going to find out why it is that if, you know, if you want your way in space, you have to have a cat, um, or whatever the fuck this is, then fine. I, I have no real problem with that, as long as they do it. But I don't think it was necessary. Um, I, I, that said, you know, people are saying, well, how, how, do you, how do you complete that story arc without the you know, without the bad guy. And actually, I, 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 I can't help but feel that there was there was obviously some way of doing it that it didn't involve creating this dude. Yeah. Um, but that said, you know, I, I'm for, for once, I'm willing to put aside 
the sort of convenient um, storytelling device here uh, because overall the rest of the episode allowed me to satisfactorily ignore the presence of Leandro yeah. and his <laughs> who's wearing a crown and was being killed as a result of failing to bring his uh, his other people to I don't know you see yeah, I've, I've already forgotten what the fuck the deal was with him so come on yeah, yeah. I mean, what the fuck? But this this does create some exciting opportunities because you've now got... Um, we know that we've got an immortal Maisie Williams. This is not going to be the last we see of Maisie Williams. She will appear no. again before the end of this series. Um, probably at the end of this series would be my guess. Um, we are... I don't think she's going to be the next uh, companion. I, I think that's, first of all, far too expensive. Yes. Yeah. However, <laughs> however... They were talking about, you know, if ratings didn't pick up, whether they would um, axe the series and bring it back as a series of uh, movies or miniseries or whatever. If that format ultimately ends up being the way forward, then Maisie Williams will be a part of that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, also Rufus Hound. I like the fact that they didn't want to shut the door on Rufus Hound here. Um, they, they had him in this as Sam Swift. They gave an explanation for why you might not see him again but then really did leave it slightly ambiguous. Or oh, maybe you will. Um, the Doctor's made mistakes before. Uh, Rufus Hound has been in Doctor Who before as well, I'm fairly sure, but I can't for the life of me think when. Um, this is, you know, it, it, it's good stuff. And I, the, the, the dialogue between Maisie Williams and Capaldi in that, in that scene in the pub, um, I thought was, was really rather it was it was really rather delicately balanced mm -hmm. it was you know great pains were gone to to make sure i'm you know it was clear i'm not necessarily a bad guy but you give me cause to be and i will be yeah. um it was it was actually more subtle than that it wasn't even yeah. an ultimatum it was it was a very well crafted bit of dialogue i genuinely think this this was a a big push in the right direction and it tells me something which i've been kind of dreading realizing which is that moffat Fine as an exec producer, um, I like the fact that you know I'm quite happy to have him with the overall control of the, of the flow of the series. Mm. I think maybe he needs to step aside from the writing, and he needs to. I think perhaps he needs to. Well, actually, I think he just needs to give Catherine Shigana a little bit more writing yeah. time because yeah, it's it's head and shoulders above the rest of the writing so far. Uh, yeah, I I think. Um... And, and clearly, Maisie Williams' character is living in a very gray world where, depending on the situation, she's, she can either be good or bad. It, it just seemed like... She's like Stone Cold, man. Just that's the right. ultimate tweener. Yeah, DTA, man. Don't trust anybody. Right. Uh, they, uh, they, uh, I, I, and I think that's why they had uh, Lionel in this episode was <laughs> to... Uh, I mean, that's he solely existed in the episode to betray her so that she could trust the Doctor. Uh, to kind of keep her on the light, the light side of things, for now, because I'm still pretty convinced, and I and I flushed this out uh, in last week's episode that I'm I'm almost positive she's going to become something horrible, and it's going to swing all the way back around to the Magician's Apprentice when uh, Davros just wanted the Doctor to admit that uh, sometimes having compassion is a horrible thing. And mm. that his compassion for Maisie Williams' character is going to turn out to be something horrible. He had compassion and felt bad for her and well, saved her, and she turns into well, something Well, there really horrible. was Clara who was pushing him to save her, though. 
Yeah, she true. was. She was. Um, but he's like, you know what? You're right. That's what I do. I save people. And he decided he was going to save her. And uh, I mean, yes, Claire was pushing for it. But I mean, that's companions always do that, though. They're always the heart for the doctor, even when you've got like uh, David Tennant or Matt Smith, who were more human like, uh, you know, Capaldi has been a little bit more divorced from the human race than previous incarnations of the doctor. Uh, but even with those doctors, the companions were always the voice of, you know, humanity for, you know, the for humanity's sake. Right. So, yeah, and Claire is the one who pushed him. But, you know, she's pushed him before. And, you know, there have been you know, obviously there's been episodes where it was just like, well, he was going to die anyway. So, you know, I didn't have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he listened to her this time, though. He had compassion and. Um, you know, it, I think it's going to all circle around to, you know, who created Davros and if his compassion created her, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, right. like, I think it's all going to be one big circular thing. Uh, yeah, I, I like this episode a lot more than the, the previous episode, which I also liked more than Ben did, but, uh, yeah, this was, this was a, a, a big step up. And by the way, speaking of ratings, I don't have the ratings for this episode, but I can tell you that Maisie Williams and the girl who died brought the season's highest ratings. Oh, this was 9.3 on Rotten Tomatoes, um, which, uh, hang on a second. So 88% rather is the percentage on the uh, average score of 9.3. Television viewers wise, the magician's apprentice was the highest rated episode at 6.54 million. And according but that's, to this, that's the overnights, isn't it, again? Yeah, last week... I mean, this, this was 4.39 as the overnights for the UK last time, which is hmm. about 20%-ish, something like that. Yeah. Well, according according to the Wikipedia page here, The Girl Who Died has an overall of 6.56 million, which, according, oh, okay. according to the other scores on here, is the highest-rated episode since the last Christmas special, which did a lot more. Actually, the last Christmas special did uh, a little over 8 million. Well, the Christmas, the Christmas ones always came about eight million thereabouts. Um, so yeah, that Maisie Williams. Wait till the episode, episode David Tennant pops up in this year. So <laughs> the the Maisie Williams episode brings in uh, uh, the highest ratings of the season so far. So. But that's that'll be really telling because when you get the overalls uh, for this, probably in a couple of days, um, if that number has dropped significantly from last week, it's because the you know the, the so called casual viewer. Uh, tuned in to watch Maisie Williams and thought last week's episode stunk. Yeah, yeah, could be. Yeah, um, hopefully they didn't. Hopefully they were in my camp where it was like, yeah, there were some parts that sucked, but overall it was all right. Mm. Uh, scores, uh, Aaron, for the woman who lived. What would you give this week's episode? Three and a half. Okay, Ben, what would you give this week's episode? Uh, four and a half for me. Damn. Yeah, he was a big fan. Uh, I'm giving it a four. Um, so far, I'm feeling like, uh, this season is not quite as good as last season Mm. is the gist I'm getting by looking at the scores. Uh, by the way, Ben's rating of a four and a half, I believe is the highest score we have given any episode this season from any of us. Uh, I, I think that seems I, that seems fair to me on my scores. I, only on this basis that I have high hopes for uh, uh, for tonight's episode. Oh, seriously, I, I don't know how much um, and spoilers. Uh, <laughs> skip forward thirty seconds, but take a moment to do that if you want. Um, the the, the there's been so much published about this uh, this week's well, the double episode starting this week. Um, 
uh, people already, I think, know what the plot line's about. They know who the main bad guys are. Um, I haven't yet seen anywhere, mainly because I've tried to avoid looking too far into it, who the writer is. Um, of, I'll, uh, I'll tell you. Next episode. Oh, go on then. It might uh, be right now. Here we go. It, uh, it looks like it could be a redemption episode or episodes for Peter Harness, Peter Harness. who oh. wrote Kill the Moon last season, which... I believe oh, was another the political episode, which I believe Kill the Moon may have been the lowest rated episode by us anyway last season. Well, he he tries to be a smart ass. He he's a he, well. He's a, don't you know, sir, that he his alma mater is Oxford? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And oh, one and <laughs> and and one of his occupations is listed as and I quote dramatist. Yeah, okay, but he also Wait, let's just back that up and say in Alabama, or did he go like to the actual? One? <laughs> he went to the actual one, um, but he yeah, but he's also responsible for City of Vice and Jonathan Strange and Mister Norrell. So mm-hmm. fuck you. Um, he <laughs> the, the problem is with him. He he wrote. So, uh, he tries to be clever, and actually, he he misses. I don't know whether he writes maliciously or whether he sort of misses what he's aiming for, or if he's just got a slightly skewed worldview. Um, the, the thing I'll never forgive him for was Rather You Than Me, which was a, um, uh, a film about Frankie Howard, the comedian, um, which was, it was, it was just the most, it felt like a really brutally unfair um, bit of uh, biography. But there's, there's that. He, he, he tries to write stuff that's political, and I know that this this forthcoming double episode, um, Invasion and Inversion, are um, are political in a sense. I mean, it, it'll be fairly obvious, I think, within minutes of watching it. Um, if he goes down that route, I kind of hope he just realizes that it's Doctor Who and steps back slightly and doesn't try and dig too deep into it yeah. because... He, uh, he he can get annoying real fast. Who are the Ben? In your opinion, who are the Zygons uh, uh, stepping in for as a metaphor? Oh, right. <laughs> mandatory Star Trek reference. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. They are doing a Star Trek here, aren't they? Um, who are they stepping in for? Uh, they're stepping in for for well, for young British Muslims drawn to ISIS would be my guess. Ah, there you go. Um, I think that's what he's shooting at. So which well, Doctor Who what... character is the, is the dude over there who fucked a pig? <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on, isn't it? Um, I, you say I lost track. She's Kate no longer Lethbridge Stewart will be the Har- pig fucker in this episode. <laughs> well, Harriet Jones is no longer prime minister, although we do still know who she is. Um, I don't know who's prime minister now in the Doctor Who universe. Saxon is it Saxon again? Is it coming back around? No, it's not Saxon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd take him over Cameron. <laughs> I don't think. I'd have a pig, Pretty sure he's never fucked a pig. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he did, he did turn Doctor Who into Dobby um, at one point. Which was a bit, <laughs> he yeah, but, did. Yeah. Oh, you bastard! Yes, he did. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, but let's but, the Oliver. But Ben, did the Master give Dobby a sock? That's what I want to know. <laughs> that is. He a, had a cloak on, didn't he? I mean, come on, that's because he's the Master, and that's a line from their Potter movie. All right, let's uh, let's do the eBay or Etsy game. Oh Christ, let's do that. Yeah. Um, so before we do, Peter Harness, I'm fucking watching you. Right. Uh, not in a sort of literal. We get you know, eyes on you, Peter Harness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know when people take photographs of you, I may be in the background staring through some railings, motherfucker. That's right. right. 
Okay, so uh, it's time to play the eBay Etsy game, uh, the rules of which are pretty well known, but just a brief recap. This is where we look at the finest in Doctor Who collectible items and handmade memorabilia. Um, and uh, where it's an eBay item, we look at the buy it now price. Where it is an Etsy item, we look at well, the only price that's listed, I guess. Um, and uh, our assembled um, group of esteemed experts will price it in the manner of Fiona Bruce on Antiques Roadshow. As a reference <laughs> exclusively for the Brits. Right. Um, we have Antiques Roadshow here, but... Do you have Fiona Bruce on it? I, do you have Antiques there? We do have Antiques, yes. Uh, okay. they're, not quite as, they're not quite as antique as your Antiques. They're uh, all from, like, see. the 50s, I think. Yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't have anything from, like, the 1400s on our Antiques Roadshow. But, of course, we have Antiques. We have Republican Party policies. Ah, well, Right, okay, good. So... Um, we're going to start with, should we start with one off Etsy? Should we start with there? Yeah. Oh, please. Okay. Uh, so this is, now this is, people who listened to last week's show will know that we covered some, uh, Converse, uh, shoes, which were really rather exquisite. Um, this week we're going to look at some more. Uh, these are the Weeping Angels Doctor Who Converse shoes in blue. I nearly read the price then because I'm fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> For a mere, oh shit. <laughs> okay, so and I'll uh, wherever the intonation's implied by the writing, I'll do my best. <clears throat> Sneakers from our artist Roman. Weeping angels, creatures existing only as long as people don't look. When you are blinking, you help them to move, and if you look at them, they turned into stone. Stone can't kill. This is the greatest gift and the greatest curse. They can't look at each other, so that's why they close eyes with hands, pretending to weep. If angel beside you don't blink, otherwise they will take you back in past. I am going to guess from this, incidentally, listener, the person who wrote this English, not first language. No, no, it is not. Um, if, if angel beside you, don't blink. <laughs> good, good words to live by, though. They could um, be Yoda. <laughs> Moffat really should have changed the script and blink. Ten, that should have been Tenon's lines. If angel beside you, don't blink. <laughs> uh, if you press the SAP button, you get like slightly racist Chinese impression. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, artists made this shoes uh, with acrylic paint that especially works on cloth or another textile product like Converse shoes. This painting doesn't decay by water or something else. Well, good. Uh, but we recommend caution care. Wash shoes with soft sponge. Good advice. Uh, Christmas sale. Buy one item, get two item with 50% discount. You might want to just pause to unpick that. Yeah. Um, just purchase any item and receive 50% coupon on your email. You see, they unpicked it for you. Uh, mm. This discount will be available from some various dates. Hurry up to get Christmas gift! I agree. <laughs> Attention! With exclamation marks in double on either side. Um, uh, when you will decide to purchase the shoes, you should measure your foot, good advice, and see the table in the photos. Here are all the sizes that we have. Also, the colour of the shoes is deep blue! Colour and colour on photo may be different because of settings of monitor. Shipping, blah, blah, blah. Jesus uh, any, Anything else amusing in this description? I'm guessing uh, there's ask, a lot of capitalized letters in this description. It's, it's, it's a thing of joy. Um, ask me if you had any questions. Welcome! Good. Oh, <laughs> I can, oh Russian. There we go. This person is Russian. I found oh, okay. Out. I was, I was mm. going to say, like, I, I was presuming Tunisia, but maybe not. See, now in my head, I heard that as Ivan Drago saying that, so it makes complete sense. <laughs> you buy make, shoe like, now! Yes. You, there's those, there's those racist accents we're after. Uh, next time I'm going to read where they're from and do my own accent for them. I'm probably not. Okay, Thanks. so uh, these 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 shoes cheap. 
Oh, these shoes expensive. <laughs> these shoes will break you. Uh, Aaron, do you want to go first, or do you want me to? Yes, I do. Okay, go uh, ahead. Since I know how the other these ones are American were priced. Dollars, right? These are in American dollars? Yes, American capitalist dollars. I think only American would charge what the what the last people were charging. I think the mm-hmm. the good people of Russia are going to be a little more reasonable. I'm going to say $72. Good. Bizarrely <laughs> specific. Okay. Uh, what, does that, what does that translate to in rubles? Does anybody know? <laughs> it's like 10,000 or something. I don't know. <laughs> a million rubles. Uh, I apologize to our listeners in Russia. Uh, it must right. be terrible for you. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure this, I'm pretty sure this podcast is on Putin's blacklist, so I don't think anybody can, can listen to us over there is an angry 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 it's a chinese person again angry uh, person sat in vladivostok in russia listening to this getting very very cross <laughs> perhaps apologies yeah. um let me see I'm, I'm gonna say 96 american capitalist dollars <laughs> the winner of that round is aaron 69.90 wow. oh yeah, so close. And they are—they are quite lush, actually. I—I I quite want those in my life. Sixty-nine. Um, See, they're very reasonable. Those Russians. I think they—I think they really are. Very reasonable. Um, <laughs> I've put, I'm trying to think which things I put here are things I'm actually going to buy, and which ones I put aside for the show. Right, they're already in the card. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, seriously, there's some shit on here. I'm going. Mm, yes, I think I should buy those. I don't know, if, I don't know if anything's going to top the the wheelie bin stickers but it was just a thing of joy wasn't it um right okay let's have okay we're gonna have this one um this is we like crossovers on uh cinema geekly don't we and um what better than a crossover that is this uh this is from the united states super hulock supernatural sherlock doctor who women's men's sizes tank top dean sam winchester sherlock holmes holy shit i always i always read as it is wait we got to go through that uh, a little more slowly so i can that was once well sentence may be a little generous but yes i can (laughs) i will give you (laughs) i will give you the uh the what it says on the front of this um uh women's men's tank top uh in a moment um but uh let me just give you the description first uh, all shirts designed by This Charming Fan Designs. All tank tops are available in women's and men's sizes. Please consult the size charts below to select the correct size and gender when ordering. Shirts have gender? Oh, I see. If an item arrives damaged or we made a mistake in your order, we'll be happy to replace it. Thanks for shopping with This fan, this Charming Fan's... Uh, oh, bollocks. <laughs> see, that's so they can't use it if they want to add order here to their advert. Uh, this... Uh, oh, fuck it. Thanks for shopping with this charming fan designs. Kiss, 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 kiss. I'm not counting them. There's a lot of those afterwards. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is not sold by a mental at all. Um, no, this is this is this is somebody who let their ten-year-old daughter start their own business on the. Internet. I'd like to thank it's... Ben for just giving me my new ringtone. Is just when he, he's just repeating <laughs> this, 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 this kiss over and over again. <laughs> um, this is <laughs> for those who like to know this. I, I'm guessing some of that. Uh, women's shirts are 4.3 ounces and mm. 100% soft spun cotton tank top. These shirts are a looser fit, but still. Does it have what they women. smell like too? Jesus Christ! There's wait, no way they. Wait, Hang on. There's no these way they sh- wear these shirts. These shirts are a looser fit, but still fitted for women. 
Okay. Women. So are place. they saying Man, women are looser place. than? I don't get their their internal. What is going no, on there? I'm, not I'm even still trying to. I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck is all in on this thing. Even I ah, well, here's the thing. Yes, the important piece of information is what it says on the front of this tank top. Um, it says this. Keep calm, because no one, no one in the world is tired of the keep calm things. <clears throat> keep calm, don't blink, call the Winchesters and text Sherlock. Oh, Jesus <laughs> fuck, dude. Um, oh, it looks very nice in red and blue. Anyway, uh, and there's a picture above that of um, the... See, what they have to do is put that entire phrase onto a Hogwarts banner. <laughs> and then have the banner hanging off a Castle Grayskull. Oh, my God. I, I think yep. you've got it. With the Enterprise firing torpedoes at it, yeah. At the zombies that are surrounding the castle. Yeah, with uh, Rick Grimes and stuff. Perfect. Nice. Hold it. <laughs> uh, so, who will... St- Sorry, I've just, I've just been sent Raiders of the Lost Ark Fertility Idol with base, which is uh, going straight in my shopping list. Sorry, that's... Yeah, uh, you better another... beat me to it, man, because it's already in my car, too. I couldn't tell <laughs> if the idol... I couldn't tell if the idol was kneeling or sitting on someone's face. I, it it might be sitting on its huge wiener. I think it's it's yeah. the fertility doll, so it might be packing. Uh, so <laughs> oh, yeah, right, we've gone off on a tangent. Right, okay. So this this um, <laughs> it's easily done on the show, isn't it? The Super Who Lock Supernatural Sherlock Doctor Who Women's Men's Sizes Tank Top Dean Sam Winchester oh, Sherlock Holmes. How much are you going to pay for that badass? <laughs> I'm not going to pay for it, but I think someone would probably pay sixteen dollars. Let me just tell you, this item has been favorited by 783 people with feedback from 239 people. So, you, I don't know. Is that your final answer? Yep. Ben, before I give you my price, yeah, I would like for you to, as a uh, playing playing a child, mm. uh, a- ask your mother or father for this item for Christmas. Could you do that for me, please? Because <laughs> I would just like to hear you say the title again of, of this item. <laughs> But no, the better one is on Christmas morning. Can you do it in a Russian accent too? Oh, fuck off the pair of you. Um, <laughs> no, just imagining the conversation on Christmas morning when you uh, hang on a second. Uh, you sort of... So, darling, is that what you wanted? Uh, well, it it's fine. What do you mean it's fine? I thought that's what you were after. That that's what you are Santa Claus for, isn't it? Well, not exactly. Oh, right. Well, well, well what, what's wrong with it? Well, I, I really wanted the, the Super Hulog Supernatural Sherlock Doctor Who Women's Men's Sizes Tank Top Dean Sandwiches to Sherlock Holmes. Well, fuck you. You're a retard. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my goodness. I love that. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I could barely contain my excitement throughout that whole little skit. It was incredible. That was great. Thank you. That was absolutely terrific. Um, that is the uh, the annual Cinema Geekly Christmas play. Uh, <laughs> written, directed, and acted by Sir Ben Knight. And a good uh, reason why Cinema Geekly uh, is of no threat whatsoever to traveling ad-lib uh, um, groups like oh, no. uh, Greg Proops and co. Yeah. No, none at all. They have nothing to fear from us. No, uh, I'm going to say... Uh, uh, let's go with, uh, I'm going to say $21. Okay, what was yours again, Aaron? 16 16 oh. Winner is Anthony Just with 19 Motherfucker. Wow. Oh. 
It is nice, and uh, links to this will be. Oh, fuck it, I'm not going to. Seriously, if you Google Super Who Lock Supernatural Sherlock Doctor Who, I will not, sir. I yeah, am not going to Google. But if you did, <laughs> and you find them, this item as a result. You've just got to link it to me because I've got to see what this looks like, is what I've got to do. But of course, my friend, one, one second. Uh, <laughs> it makes for good entertainment. Dead air time. There you go. Um, so we need, our, we need our tiebreaker round then before we sign off. We do, we do. And I think for this one, we might have to, we might have to jaunt back over to eBay. Oh, um, by the way, there's no way this is handmade. Like somebody pays for this and then somebody goes to like a cafe press and then makes this shirt and then sends it to them. For sure. Like this is just, uh, a, a, this is just a, a blank tank top that they have photoshopped an image on top of is what they've done here. This is not yeah. a shirt that somebody's made. Okay, we're going to stay... Actually, yeah, we're going to stay on... I think we're going to stay on Etsy, actually. The thing I was going to give you off eBay, just so you know, um, was the Doctor Who five-and-a-half-inch figures um, set, and it was the curator uh, collector series and lenticular painting, which is one of the most bizarre items of official Doctor Who memorabilia I've ever seen. <laughs> um, but, uh, but that's not made it. That's not made it into this week's because... Um, oh, that's the glasses I'm going to buy. That's not those. I'm going to buy some uh, TARDIS uh, wine glasses that say they have a picture of the TARDIS on one side, and on the back it says, "I'm about to get wibbly wobbly." Nice, really nice. They look really good. Uh, <coughs> what's that? No taste. You're right. Okay, so the final item is this, <clears throat> and this is from the UK, from London, I believe. <laughs> TARDIS Doctor Who police box, um, one to one scale, full size prop professionally custom made replica police box handmade sci-fi order now for christmas again that is, that is in the title yeah um <laughs> but, but mommy i wanted it's the sh- but mommy. <laughs> uh oh the photograph. for christmas photographs uh, are really special yeah but if <laughs> seriously you just lock the kid in this fucker right so this uh, is a, this is a handmade now they're saying one-to-one scale so they're saying a Full scale TARDIS, TARDIS police box. Oh yeah, and and it is. <clears throat> Allow me if you will. This is re- this is replica. Oh wow! No time for putting a. This is a replica of a life size police telephone box, the kind of which adorned our streets between the 1920s and 1960s and Doctor Who for over 50 years. Random exclamation mark. UK only item as too large to ship abroad. Well, it's all right. It doesn't need to be shipped, does it? Um, please email prior to ordering to work out cheapest delivery costs. The police box will be set up in your garden or house. Fucking hell. Ready and fully furnished for you to enjoy. We have supplied these for a multitude of ingenious uses, including playhouses, garden storage, outside toilet, bedroom wardrobe to create a vintage look in a garden, and even as a focal point for police surgeries. Sorry, did you say outside toilet? I did indeed say outside toilet. I just wanted to make sure I heard that. He is still in the 1920s, demonstrably. (laughs) Uh, Comes complete with free delivery and installation within 75 miles radius of WS12. Uh, that's a postcode area. Uh, if you live outside this area or for any queries, please email for cheapest shipping quote and we'll add it to the listing. Features. I mean, I think this is the bit we've been waiting for, boys, really. Absolutely. <clears throat> Robust, solid design. No commas involved in that sentence. Mm. Um, easy to assemble, disassemble, and will fit within a normal-sized transit van, enabling box to travel to different venues if required. 
<laughs> includes internal and external remote control lighting. Oh. Yeah. Internal light and external roof light can display a spectrum of colors, which can be set to static or cycling by remote control. Complete with authentic looking signage, left hand door features an opening hatch, complete with Yale door key lock, front double doors both open inwards, low maintenance UPVC window, uh, white window frames, more say better, basically it's better than my flat. Uh, blue effect window frames can be accommodated if specified at an initial order time. We do not use wooden windows, but pref- wooden windows? Who the fuck uses wooden windows? They're not even transparent. It seems like um, it wouldn't be very yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, windows. Uh, but prefer to supply these made from UPVC for easy maintenance by the end user, which we feel is a modern, useful twist to this yesteryear classic. Base, 122 centimeters square. Internal height, uh, 280 centimeters. Oh, okay, I'm fucking with you guys. Base, four foot square. Internal height, six foot ten. Uh, total external height, uh, so that's from floor to top of light, about eight, uh, about eight foot. Jesus um, yeah, yeah, it's a big motherfucker. It's Painted big. externally in Cuprinol Garden Shades Irish Blue, or equivalent if not available. Inside is unpainted. Brackets, optional extra. Um, but it is, don't forget, you'll need a lot more Cuprinol for the inside. <laughs> you see what I've done because of the ah. <laughs> tough room. Uh, windows come with full frosted effect of standard lights are powered by a battery pack, which is supplied together with a full set of AA batteries, easily replaced in source. There's, okay, okay, I've just realized this description goes on for like another hour. I think you've got the gist with this. Um, yes. There are some there's some optional extras which aren't included in the price, but some of them are very nice. But I do find the fact that the ambulance badge from the TARDIS is an optional extra, which I find a bit weird. Mm-hmm. And the wooden windows. Right. Uh, they've also put a disclaimer. <laughs> uh, this product is not intended to replicate any specific police box. In case you're thinking of one that came to mind because of the description that starts TARDIS Doctor Who police box. But anyway, it's <laughs> purely our interpretation of classic yesteryear street furniture icon. The BBC claim copyright to pictures of a police box they use on a popular TV programme. This is not designed as a copy of said item, but has been produced as a representation of the type of police boxes that typically adorned our streets in the past from old photographs and pictures in the public domain and is sold as f- a fun shed or store, or as you quite rightly pointed out, outdoor toilet, with a few modern twists, including plumbing evidently, and low-maintenance UPVC window frames. Um, This does not infringe any copyright. Well, sweetheart, (laughs) as a lawyer, let me tell you, yes, it fucking does. Um, (laughs) And and I'll tell you what, that's free. (laughs) Yeah, Free advice right there. You didn't didn't have to pay for that. But bless you for trying. Um, It is actually, (laughs) it is a thing of, of, well, beauty may be going a little too far. Uh, I do have the price for you in US dollars, despite his slightly racist shipping policy. Um, yeah, terrible. How much for this badass eight-foot-tall monstrosity uh, police box? In US dollars? Yes, and don't forget, in case, in case you're going to give me a price based on it being a Doctor Who one, just remind you that this TARDIS Doctor Who police box one-to-one scale professional prop uh, replica police box made sci-fi order now for Christmas is not in any way connected with any particular police box you may be thinking of. <laughs> what a douche. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, oh, that's awesome. Aaron, I you, wanna... you just tell him for free. It's like, yeah, no, that you're Aaron, actually... you want to you dive into this first, I'm afraid. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, damn it. I'm going to say... Ah, <laughs> uh, the ball's on this guy already. Okay, I'm going to go a, a grand. Uh-huh. A thousand. 
One thousand U.S. American dollars. I'm going to say, I think he's got big balls, but I don't know if they're quite that. I mean, maybe they're fucking bigger. I don't know. I'm gonna I am might s- even be underselling it, to be honest. Like, this guy says, like, you know what I mean? It's just, I, I got to go G. I'm going to say 650 American dollars. Hmm. Oh. He does have balls of fucking steel, doesn't he? You've got to be, yeah. I mean, we need to take our hat off to him. Incidentally, I'd just like to say, I've seen the point break art print that you sent me on the thing <laughs> etsy just this is the gift that never stops fucking giving Another or indeed starts in giving. Um, <laughs> okay the well here it is the price in u.s dollars of the tardis doctor who but it's not what you're thinking of police box one-to-one scale full-size prop professionally custom-made replica police box handmade sci-fi order now for christmas is Two thousand and seven dollars and thirty-three cents. Holy shit! Have balls of fucking steel. His balls are even bigger. Yes. Forgive me whilst I copy this link and send it to the BBC. (laughs) Right. Shit. I love the fact that his name as well. Real time, as in R W L time replicas, and his other items are. A, these are all life size, if you will. So there's a Star Wars Yoda prop, but, uh, not, but, but not that Yoda. Shall yeah. we see if there's a disclaimer? Come on, hang on. That's, that, that's, it's, I have to say, it's really fucking awesome. It's beautiful. Um, he says, "You see, no disclaimer for that." Wow, it's oh, really Yoda, so and gentlemen. House House of Mouse, you d- don't concern you. But yeah. the BBC, you think I mean, you're George Lucas? Threat. I mean, George Lucas was so happy even before the Disney thing happened, and Disney's even worse. So I bet you he doesn't. He hasn't recreated anything of Taylor Swift's. She'd have him on fucking Oxon. <laughs> and Adele, seriously, shit. don't even get her started. Um, yeah, and there's also a Death Star as well. Uh, Life size one to one Death Star. <laughs> That would be impressive. Sold, son. I don't actually, care what he's asking. The nerd in me is really angry about the fact that he hasn't figured out what the ratio is for this Death Star. Um, it's a 50 <laughs> centimeter diameter, um, which he then, in case you're unfamiliar with pi, has told you is 150 centimeters circumference. <laughs> uh, it is really cool. I'd say this guy makes some great stuff, but to attempt in any way to seriously claim that that is not the police box you're looking for... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking hilarious. I want you to know that this is a Doctor Who replica, but in case you're from the BBC, it's really not. It's I just... Um. So who who, who was guys? I don't even know. Aaron did. Oh, I think Aaron's won it again. Yeah, with a G. Fucking hell! But uh, I am going to buy these glasses. Uh, there are some beautiful wine glasses on here, which I, I most I most certainly need a link to this uh, this Tardis thing because. Oh yeah, please. I've just realised the glasses are from Illinois. Oh fuck it. They're probably from that shitty little town that I got the name wrong the other week. There's a lot of small shitty towns in Illinois. Oh, boy. He, 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 he means oh, boy. Boys Town or whatever it was. Boys Town. <laughs> Boise. <laughs> boy. Because uh, you, you incorrectly called it Boys, but it's now right. even better that you've called it Boys Town. Yeah. Hell do. That's what it's called, right? <laughs> Young uh, man. I'm, I'm, there's, there's no need to feel down. Just go to said. Boys Town. Go to Boys Town. Everyone, who who, who wouldn't? Um, <laughs> I believe we I believe we uh, we might have heavily inferred that all the men of Boys uh, look like shaved Hagrids. Also, <laughs> you're right. We did. Have we had any hate mail on that subject? Yeah, I always miss no. the mailbag shows. <laughs> no, uh, I, I 
basically, I take it as if we say something along those lines and nobody says anything that everyone listening must agree. Yeah, so. well, that's what I've always assumed. <laughs> it's, Have you ever been silent, to Boise? It's, that's silent, true. It's, yeah. it's silent consent from all of the audience uh, if they say nothing. <laughs> By by not by not by not voicing your concern, you are silently uh, consenting to everything we say on this show. Uh, can, I, can I just say this for next week's episode? I am seriously considering the item off Etsy, which, which I'm now probably not going to use because I've now mentioned it. But the Doctor Who TARDIS diaper cover wrap. Oh, <laughs> nice. oh, fucking hell! This is an awesome feature. <laughs> Etsy's the best. I could spend hours on that website. It's a, it's such a oh, black hole of I have, rad. Oh, hang on. I, I, have misled, spent I, said that, I said that was a Doctor Who TARDIS diaper cover. It's not. It's a diaper cover um, modeled after um, uh, ancient uh, standard designs of um, police uh, street furniture. Uh, oh, generic one. Not police a street furniture. From, yeah, not a popular <laughs> one for the BBC. <laughs> oh. I believe did that he, is what... Did he get around it successfully there, Ben? Did that guy get around it? Did he, did he find a loophole? Uh, he says, perfect diaper cover for the Stormageddon Dark Lord of all oh, in your life. Okay, so that turned dark a bit quickly, didn't it? Um, pull inner and cotton outer plastic snaps to adjust size from £8 to around £25 to £30. That's a fucking adult baby. Uh, <laughs> it is a big baby, dude. Message me for custom requests. Might be American. <laughs> I think you know what that means, lady. Um, <laughs> she is from South Carolina. Yep. So oh, yeah, South Carolina. <laughs> Figured as soon as you said the size of the baby, it's like that's American. Yeah, and a southern <laughs> one at that. Yeah, and yeah. it made sense that it was in South Carolina. So um, I think they use butter to first... lube up the birth canal down there. <laughs> and it's its first meal is uh, liquidized barbecue something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so that's the episode for this week. Um, some people, I'm wondering now, uh, people write in if you're now tuning in to listen to what we talk about after we talk about Doctor Who. Because I like talking about this show a Jesus lot. Christ. But nothing is better to me than when we play this game. Uh, <laughs> it is the best. And yeah, I, I can't believe this. The balls on this I've guy. Just, I've just sent them, dear listener, I've sent them the link to the... Uh, it looks the quite... Police- I mean, it looks quite well done. It looks brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I, what you should, what he should go for, though, is like if you're gonna put it, put inspired in your title, like Doctor Who inspired or something. You know, what would be better is if if he got a cardboard cutout uh, of David Tennant as the Doctor, but then put like a Groucho Marx mustache on it and be like, here it comes with <laughs> not the Doctor. I mean, I mean, I think that'd be the way to sell it. Then I'd be like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. I'm gonna buy it. You know I mean, I mean? I mean, look, even though you, even though you're saying inspired, like anybody <laughs> who knows anything would look at this and be like, that's not even fucking inspired by it. It's just a, uh, a rip off of it, and that they're making money off of it is, uh, it, you know. But it is fair to say that you know the police box is only a police box. There's nothing. Um, in terms of, uh, in terms of its aesthetics, looking at his reviews, by the way, nobody nobody who has reviewed this person has bought this TARDIS. Somebody, I am really angry. I bought this TARDIS, but have now had to return it. It turns out it is the same dimensions as one would ordinarily expect of any police box. I had in mind the BBC one. I can now see why you've added that disclaimer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Nobody is. Uh, somebody here reviewed the Death Star. Somebody he. He did a uh, a. I love a, the idea of someone reviewing the Death Star. 
It's a great Star Wars replica, he said. Who goes to the experts? Canteen was a bit poor. There was a man in there doing an Eddie Izzard sketch over and over again. <laughs> Portions of it appear to be uncompleted, uh, heavily unsatisfied. Uh, yeah, no, somebody, because uh, he's done replicas of the Nolan verse Batman cowl and his gauntlets. And uh, somebody has reviewed the. And by the way, his bat, his Nolan vs. Batman cowl actually looks pretty damn good. But I'm sure it's not the Batman we're thinking of. It's I'm sure it's flying rodent man. Or it's something. the traditional, uh, <laughs> the traditional public domain man of the bats uh, who has been more recently uh, corrupted <laughs> and turned into the Batman character. Yeah. My favorite. Uh, I, I, found, I found a guy who makes uh, Deadpool cowls, but he he just calls it uh, the pool guy. Like, <laughs> when he sells because it, yeah. already people who are buying that are probably a bit weird and fetishy, and now he's made it slightly more weird and fetishy. I don't know what's weird about it. I mean, <laughs> okay, yeah, I've seen some of the shit you post on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so. Somebody has also. We should talk about. We'll talk about this off here. We'll close out the show for now because I. We could go on talking about. I just came across some shit on Etsy that I can't believe somebody is selling for the price that they're selling it for. Uh, but uh, we'll talk <laughs> about that. Say that a lot on that website too. Yeah. Right? We'll, we'll should, should, should we put out a plea just before we go for this? Um, people have no doubt seen that. Um, the the what you call Big Finish are doing a lot more um, Doctor Who. Uh, audio books and oh yeah oh yeah it's yeah so you've got the Tennant and Catherine Dr. Tate Donna. series uh, yeah which mm. it looks like it's that's a really good series from the looks of it I've heard some excerpts and stuff as well and it's really really nice uh, but you've also got the War Doctor series in there as well oh um, that'd be interesting yeah yeah and, and it's it's horrible isn't it because you know Paul McGann has I mean he's been the Doctor for the longest of any Doctor because he's been doing those um, those audio books for yeah. fucking ever ever. Um, but I'm just wondering because I've I've never find the time these days to do this. I don't drive the sort of distances I used to drive. Um, I wonder if any listeners have checked out any of the, the absolute newest ones and want to give us a bit of a a view on them. That yeah, be- I I haven't listened to the I, I've only listened to a few of the the big Finnish productions and. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish I could keep up on all of them, but I, I gather there's quite a bit and, uh, yeah, I haven't heard any of the recent ones, but holy shit, am I interested in, uh, the Dr. Donna stuff and the War Doctor stuff also sounds really interesting. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally in, uh, maybe there is some sort of way somebody could get them to me without me having to pay for them. Uh, that would requesting review copies, I'm sure. Oh yes, exactly. That is, we yes. do review things on the website. Actually, that. in fairness, do you know what? I might actually just write to Big Finish and say, "Can you send me a review copy of some stuff?" Good man. Uh, yeah. Well, we won't be upset about that. Um, I, I've only ever been sent one review copy of one thing, and it was for shit we don't even review on the website, which is books. Uh, yet, yet I was still sent a review copy of the. Uh, was it you who said the other week something about the? You've not read a fucking book in the last 10 years or something. It feels like it. Yeah, I don't read a lot of books, no. <laughs> uh, yet the first thing, the first review copy of anything, like Blu-rays, oh boy, I would love Blu-rays or review copies of video. <laughs> that would be rad. But no, I get a review copy of a fucking book. Uh, and it wasn't even a book book. It was, um, it was, a, it was an art book for World War Z. Uh, is... you know, there are so many people listening to that going, oh no, boo fucking who? You get sent free stuff and you just... Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, it's not like that shit happens all the time though. Like it was just the once. I flipped I, through I that. Sent free shit to oh no no! I could have I could have gotten I could have gotten more art and companion books for free. I just didn't want them. Oh man, you should you should have given that dude my address. I'd have been all over the the tits out of there. Yeah, I was I was just like, no thanks, I'm good after that one. It's like I'm not even gonna write a review for. See, I don't even read. I'm not, I'm not doing that. So if, yeah. so if you if you're listening to this and you can be asked listening to an audio book that you've possibly had to actually buy. Um, then, you know, tell us if it was worth the money or if it's horseshit. Sure. Uh, all right. So also that, check uh, out the, uh, the great escape too. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, that's a brand new cinema weekly premium podcast. Mm-hmm. Testosterone free. No men on that show whatsoever, but it, there is fate done away. There isn't, but there should be, <laughs> might be testosterone with fate done away. It's, it's an all lady show age. talking about a female led show. Yes. Uh, so for once it's, it's not dudes talking about shit. Uh, yeah, so go listen to that. The first episode is up. Uh, and if, uh, I think that it's, I think that they're going to keep up with it weekly. They, they, I think they all decided that they're going to keep watching the show and they're going to keep doing the podcast. So I don't think we actually said that it's Supergirl. No, no. And they're, yes, they're, uh, <laughs> Jacqueline, Jillian and Aurora are reviewing Supergirl on CBS. Uh, in this case, they're doing, they're doing for me what I'm doing for many other people where I'm watching Gotham and talking about it. So others don't have to. I just don't have the time to watch Supergirl. So they're essentially, uh, I'm living vicariously through them. So whatever they think of the show is probably going to fuel my my want and desire to either watch the show or never watch an episode. So uh, it all hinges on them. Uh, all right. So that's it uh, for this week. But uh, we'll be back next week talking Series 9, Episode 7 of Doctor Who, The Zygon Invasion. Mm-hmm.